folks, welcome to Big Action Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. Part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am excited to record this podcast, if only to debut my new uh, podcast setup here. I don't have a video podcast quite yet for everybody, but I did put up some audio panels in front of me in my current uh, office studio space uh, for the podcasts, and it's been echoey in here. Hopefully, this reduces the echo just a little bit. Still looking to add some things to try to dampen the, the echo, the reverberation a little bit. But want to give a major shout out to Erin Hickey, who is supporting the podcast. She was able to hook me up with some of these audio panels. She said that she wanted to contribute to the podcast, and I was very, very thankful. They look fantastic, Erin. Thank you so much for helping contribute to the program. That is not a pressure to anybody else to contribute. Just want to be thankful and shout out Aaron for sure. But for now, let's get into the podcast. Let's talk Denver Nuggets rotation. As I've debuted my 20 questions preview series for the Nuggets this year, a couple articles that I've done so far, Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets rotation. Jamal Murray article dropping on Wednesday, so make sure to check that one out too. That one gets into a lot of depth in terms of injury recovery, what certain players did in their recoveries for torn ACLs and how Nuggets fans can feel about Jamal Murray's return, what they can expect. But this particular podcast, I'm going to talk about the article that I put up on Tuesday. I predicted the Denver Nuggets rotation for the entire season. And it's hard to do that because you can't really foresee injuries. You can't really... Like if somebody just goes out randomly or if they have a a massive stretch of a month or two where they are sidelined, it's hard to game plan for that. And I totally acknowledge that I'll probably be wrong on this projection, but that's why it's called a projection in, in general. I did a massive minutes breakdown, a rotation projection, basically giving totals to the number of games that everybody would play to the number of minutes that everybody would play. And then I also broke it down by position so that people could get a general picture of what Nuggets fans can expect from the rotation this season. First segment, we're going to talk about the general minutes breakdown, what Nuggets fans can be excited about. Second segment, we'll focus in on the backcourt, why that's a particularly important uh, part of Denver's uh, roster at this point. And then third segment, we'll focus on the front court. But for the general minutes breakdown, here are the top five that I projected in total minutes played. Nikola Jokic, 2,550. That would be a career high for him. It might be like he might play a little bit less than that, but it's going to be above 2,000. Aaron Gordon, 2,410. He's just under that last season, but I think he'll probably be around there this year too. Kentavious Caldwell Pope at 2,222. Michael Porter Jr. at 1,985, and Jamal Murray at 1,928. So those are your top five. Three guys over 2,000. Last year, Denver had four players that were over 2,000 minutes. They had Nikola Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Monte Morris, and Will Barton. This year, there's only three, but with two other starters kind of on the brink. Denver's got a starting lineup that all projects to play about 30 minutes per game or more. 
and they are all capable of doing it, despite the fact that Murray and Porter coming off of injury, you're probably going to be a little bit more cautious with them. But I still think they're going to get up to that 30-minute-per-game threshold. That's about where I have them, and despite the fact that their, their number of games are going to be a little bit reduced, I think they can still get up to that threshold. And if you think about it, last year, those two combined for 265 minutes between or just basically Porter in the nine games that he played. This year, I'm projecting them for 3,913. That is a massive, massive improvement. It's so big to get those guys back. Denver won 48 games last year, and it doesn't just work that, hey, they won 48 games, you add back in Murray and Porter, and then you're just going to be automatically much better. I think that that's what they're going to do, but more so with the the build of their team. The build of their team didn't make sense last year to win a lot of games. Now it does. Now it makes a lot of sense. Denver has the functionality on both the starting and second units. They start the season with both of those, assuming that everybody stays relatively healthy. There's no reason why Denver can't push teams around with their starting lineup. Next five in the rotation. Bones Highland, 1,808. Bruce Brown, 1730. Zeke Najee, 1260. Davon Reed, 1172. And Jeff Green, 950. I feel pretty strongly about the top two here. Bones and Bruce Brown. Those guys are going to be impactful pieces. I think there's no doubt that they're going to get a lot of massive opportunities on the second unit and in the starting unit when guys like Murray and Porter sit. Think about what happens when Michael Porter Jr. sits. Do they go with Jeff Green once again and move Aaron Gordon to the three? I don't think so. I don't think that makes much sense given kind of the the ambiguous nature of their front court. Do they go with Davon Reed? Just kind of go kind of uh, keeping Bones and Bruce Brown together. I don't think so. There's there's at least a possibility that they do that maybe for a couple of games. But more than anything, I think that Bruce Brown will immediately be plugged into the rotation in those situations. They'll go three guards, Gordon and Jokic, and they'll probably be really good. And then whenever Murray sits, that's going to be a great opportunity for Bones Highland to get out and shine in situations where he probably has to. The Nuggets believe that he's a future star, or at least has that potential. And in order to really show that, he has to play. And he has to be put into those difficult situations so that he can grow. 1,800 minutes would do that. 1,730 for Brown makes a lot of sense. It's basically in line with where he was in Brooklyn. Now, Zeke Naji at 1,260, Davon Reed at 1,172, and Jeff Green at 950. This is my hot take, basically, on the season that Naji is going to pencil himself into that eighth man in the rotation. He was on pace for 1,100 minutes last year before he got hurt. At that point, he had about 625 minutes or so. 
was on pace for 1,100, but he basically missed 25 straight games with one game kind of coming back at a random point there. And then he didn't play at all. Like he played the last game of the season at that point and then didn't really play at all in the playoffs. He was a player that the Nuggets were really high on, that they really trusted for that period of time. It got too late in the season for them to trust him into the playoffs, but heading into year three, I feel like he's going to get the inside track at a rotation spot. They want him to succeed because they want to play a certain way. And we'll talk about that more in the third segment when we talk about the center position. Apparently, by the way, Zeke shot the ball really well today in a workout at the facility. It was around 223s made out of 300. He's taking a lot of shots, making a lot of shots. It's not perfect. Like, he's not Michael Porter Jr. from three, but he doesn't have to be in order to make a massive impact on the second unit. Next up, Davon Reed. Kind of another hot take that he's playing more minutes than Jeff Green in this particular rotation. But I really do feel that Jeff, who played 1,849 minutes last year, him going down to 950 is a good thing because he's 36 years old or he's going to be in his age 36 season. Jeff Green tired out by the end of this last year. And though he's important and impactful to Denver in some ways, the Nuggets need to find another foundation where other guys are stepping up and contributing and learning how to play. I have faith that Jeff Green can be an impactful player in the playoffs when he's not being asked to chase around Clay Thompson and whatnot. But if he's being asked to play that 25-minute-per-game role, that's not going to work. You lower that down to 14, 15, 16 minutes per game, and then he doesn't play every night. That makes a lot of sense to me. On the flip side, Davon, he was at 668 minutes last year. I'm giving him a 500-minute bump. The Nuggets re-signed him. They believe in him. There was a debate that he was a better player last year than Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers became indispensable to Denver because he was the only guy that could play defense. But now that Denver has other defensive guys in KCP and Bruce Brown, they don't necessarily need that one 3 and D option only. And Austin Rivers kind of served as that. Davon Reed can do some more things with the ball. And though he's not like Michael Porter Jr. out there or anybody like that, he still shoots the ball pretty well. So giving him an opportunity to really space the court, I think it could help the bench unit. Lastly in this section... 11 through, actually, just go through it here. Last year's guys that played the 6th through 10th most minutes, so like the 6th through 10th, the, the 5 off the bench. Austin Rivers, Bones Highland, Faku Campazo, Jamichael Green, and Zeke Naji. Assumably, Bones Highland and Zeke Naji will improve. I don't think there's any reason to believe that young guys in their situations wouldn't get better. Sometimes it doesn't happen but they project to be guys that improve within their roles. And then you replace Rivers, Faku, and J-Mike with Bruce Brown, Davon Reed, and Jeff Green. That's a much better group. I think they upgrade almost by default there. 
and now your final seven. Outside of the primary rotation guys, these guys could get in, at least some of them, but probably won't. Christian Brown at 615, Ish Smith at 465, DeAndre Jordan at 300, Vlako Chanchar at 240, Jack White at 150, Peyton Watson at 65, and Colin Gillespie at 50. The top four guys there, Brown, Smith, Jordan, and Chanchar, probably have the most rotation opportunities at this point. I think that Christian Brown, if Davon Reed doesn't work out, he's. I think Davon's going to get the inside track. But if Christian Brown earns the spot, there's no doubt that he could take Davon's spot in the rotation. In addition, if Zeke Naji doesn't really show out, or if Denver feels the need to have a true center, DeAndre Jordan's probably going to play more than 300 minutes. However, I don't think it's going to happen, and I really, really, really strongly would encourage Denver to feature Zeke and get him some reps to make sure that he's ready to go. Ish Smith will probably play every time Jamal Murray sits because you'll get bones in the starting lineup. Ish Smith will replace him with the bench. Jack White, he could play a little bit more. I have him at 150 minutes. If he plays 500, that's probably bad for Denver because it means that they sustain some serious injuries. But if Flacco has to take some time off and then Jeff Green goes down, I could see Jack White stepping up and giving them five to 10 minutes off the bench. There's no reason why he couldn't. And then Peyton Watson's still a project. Colin Gillespie, not necessarily sure how his broken leg is going to respond to the, the surgery and to the recovery process. So I projected those guys to get very low minutes. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they get more. Maybe they're more ready than what I project them to be. But I think for now, it's fair to have them on the lower end of the totem pole. Totem pole. And Denver has other guys that I think deserve that time. And Ish Smith makes a lot of sense as a third point guard in place of, or instead of Gillespie. And then for Peyton Watson, what he showed at Summer League, he just needs more time. Let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to discuss the backcourt in more depth. But first, this podcast, as you know, it's brought to you by Superbook Sports. Football is back and nobody is more excited than your friends at Superbook. Superbook is bringing Vegas-style wagering to the palm of your hands. And now they will match 100% of your first bet up to $1,000, no matter if the bet wins or loses. You don't have to be at the stadium to enjoy football this fall. Just visit Superbook.com or download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start getting in on all of the action. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling prom call 1-800-522-4700. and roll. Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Let's dive into the backcourt position a little bit more in depth. 
I'm going to use this as kind of a proxy to talk about Jamal Murray, about what Denver's kind of main points for this backcourt are. It's a little bit more interesting than the front court in my mind because I think there's a little bit more variance in terms of what guys are really expecting. With the point guard breakdown specifically, I put this all on the website on milehighsports.com. If you want a good visual to follow along for this podcast, go look at that. I have Jamal Murray currently at 64 games. Every single one of those ought to be a start, and he'll play about 1,728 of his 1928 minutes at point guard. I've been playing about 200 at shooting guard, more on that in just a little bit. But with Bones, Murray gets 1,728. I have Bones getting 1,752 in 73 games. Bones just barely edges out Murray. And the reason being is that if Bones plays more games, there will be some times where he's replacing Murray in the lineup and is playing 30 plus minutes while Murray's playing zero in those games. In the other games, Murray's probably playing about 32. Maybe Bones is playing on average about 18 to 20, maybe a little bit more. But the longer that goes on, and actually Murray at the beginning of the season, especially probably more closer to 25 minutes or 28 minutes or then 30 minutes as opposed to the 32 or 34 that he usually plays. So Bones, he's going to get in some reps. He's going to get in some time, especially early in the season, October, November, December, where the point guard position is going to be just as much his as it is Jamal Murray's. Bones barely edges out Murray for most point guard minutes on the team in this case. But because they're both playing a pretty high volume, only 500 point guard minutes are left. Ish Smith gets the vast majority of them, 465 in 31 games. And Colin Gillespie gets the, the nominal remaining amount. Perhaps Gillespie gets back healthy, pushes Ish Smith and some of those guys for minutes, but I think it's unlikely. I think this could be a Monte Morris situation where Monte didn't play at all in his rookie year. He played like 25 minutes. I think it was all in one game or something close to that. But here's what I would be excited about. I'd expect close to 1,500 Murray point guard minutes with Nikola Jokic this year and about 900 minutes of Bones Highland with point guard minutes with Jokic. Those guys are both going to get a lot of opportunities to play with Nikola. Murray, sometimes he'll stagger. Sometimes when he's on the court with Jokic, Bones will also be on the court with Jokic and kind of be the de facto point guard. But most of the time, Murray Jokic going to have a lot of run. And then when they don't, it's going to be Bones Jokic in a lot of different cases. There always be minutes where Jokic doesn't play. I'm projecting him to play about 2,500 minutes, which means about 1,400 minutes will come without Jokic on the court. Some of those will be garbage time. Some of those will be bench minutes. The vast majority will be bench minutes. But to get fans excited, Bones played about 500 minutes with Joker last year. They uh, netted a plus 8.7 net rating with Bones and Joker on the court. That's insane. That's patently insane. What Bones was doing in kind of replacing 
what Monte was doing and definitely replacing what Murray was doing at the point guard spot next to Joker, he's only going to get better at. This is something where you practice and you get that rhythm and that consistency and that chemistry. And then you get that confidence. And Bones, though he never lacks for confidence, now going into year two, he knows that he belongs. He's seen it. He's played it. He's been through these situations before. So I really expect those minutes with Joker, both the Murray minutes and the Bones minutes, to be about plus 10 in terms of net rating. Which means if you're always going to have a plus 10 net rating with Joker, you do not need a lot extra in the minutes without Joker in order to win games. If it's a minus 5, that probably nets your net rating out to about a plus 8 or a plus 7.5 or so. Which means if you translate that to an actual winning percentage, it's about 55 to 60 games. That's incredible. And Denver could align themselves like that as long as they stay healthy. The minutes without Jokic will be a negative, but if it's a minus three net rating, that's fine. If it's a minus five, that's okay. If it's minus 12, minus 16, you're really pushing it. But I don't think it will be because Denver has confidence in Bones Highland. And I think their bench is going to be a lot better this year. I just do. Now for the shooting guard breakdown. A little bit less detailed, but more players. KCP going to take up the vast majority of those minutes. 74 games I have him projected for at the shooting guard spot. 2,072 of his 2,222 minutes. So he gets 150 at small forward, but the vast majority will be at shooting guard. That's good for consistency. That's good for Denver. So... Denver can build around everything else because they know that KCP is going to be in the lineup. He's going to be good. He just does his job. Now, Bruce Brown, he'll play about 60 games at the shooting guard spot. 1,080 of his 1730 minutes at shooting guard. He has a more even split in terms of when he's going to play the two and when he's going to play the three. They have less of a share Those guys, KCP, Bruce Brown, they have less of a share of the minutes at shooting guard than Bones and Murray do at point guard because Bones and Murray can both slide to the two in various instances. But there's also other guys behind KCP and Bruce Brown that deserve to play some. Christian Brown, rookie time. I have him at 25 games, 375 minutes at the position. He will get opportunities, and when he does get an opportunity, I don't think it's going to be these five-minute bursts. He'll play some garbage time, don't get me wrong. But 25 games, 375 minutes, that translates to about 15 minutes a night when he does play the shooting guard spot. I assume that if he's going to be put out there, he's going to be put out there as like an eighth, ninth, or tenth man, a legitimate position, not just somebody to give kind of a change of pace. When he's out there, he'll be in the rotation. In addition, I mentioned the Jamal Murray minutes. The Bones-Jamal lineups, I don't think there's going to be a ton of minutes of them. But depending on how good Bones is, and depending on how ready Jamal Murray is, 
those lineups could be deadly. They don't necessarily even have to factor in Jokic either. You just get a little bit of switching. You just get Zeke Naji to set some screens, Jeff Green to set some screens, generate some switches, and watch those guys cook. They could be very, very deadly. I doubt we see it a ton, at least early on. Maybe this happens more January, February, March, April time, when Murray's starting to cook. Next, I mentioned Davon Reed. He'll get some time. I have it at 182 minutes. It's about fine. He'll get most of his time at small forward. Bones, I mentioned his time at at shooting guard. Most of that's going to be with Ish Smith or Colin Gillespie at point guard. Actually, all of it has to be in this particular case. I think he's just going to play mostly point guard this year. Unlike last year, where Faku was on the court for a lot of Bones' minutes, Bones is going to be the guy with the ball in his hands. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Because I just don't really foresee a bunch of Ish, Smith, Bones, Highland, Bruce Brown lineups. I don't think it plays a ton. It's too small, despite the fact that the positions fit reasonably well. I just don't think it makes a lot of sense. And then Colin Gillespie. Nominal amount of minutes next to Ish Smith in garbage time. Probably not a ton, and that's fine. The biggest pivot points for this backcourt. How many games can Murray play? How much does he play? I have it at 1,900 minutes or so. He could play less. He could play more. Probably not much more. But 1,800 minutes is way more than zero. And Nuggets fans can be pretty happy about that. Next, how many minutes can Bones earn? Is he just going to be the backup point guard behind Murray? Can he force Murray to the two a little bit so those guys can play next to each other? It'd be very interesting to see. And then how much time do Christian Brown and Davon Reed get in place of Bruce Brown? Bruce Brown will be the nominal two, but perhaps he starts in some situations and perhaps he slides to the three in some situations. That leaves some time for Christian Brown and Davon Reed. We'll see whether they can take advantage of it. Let's take another break. When we come back, let's talk more about this front court. We'll be right back. back final segment pickaxe and roll thank you so much everybody for tuning in let's wrap this up talking about the front court we'll go through the small forwards power forwards and centers on the roster and how those guys and how those minutes are going to be broken down the first one obviously is probably the most important in terms of the pivot points for how well denver can do this year michael porter jr i currently have him projected at about 65 games and about 1625 of his 1985 minutes at small forward. He doesn't quite get to the 2000 threshold overall, but 1600 minutes at small forward, the vast majority of those being played next to Aaron Gordon, that is going to change Denver's lineups drastically. Denver had some of those minutes early last year, and though MPJ struggled, the lineup was actually really good. They still made it work. And I think that with MPJ kind of back healthy, 
Murray back in the starting lineup, KCP making more sense as the starting two. There's no reason why that can't be one of the best lineups in the NBA. And it will be the best for the Nuggets. The real questions, though MPJ obviously is a big question mark, depending on how much he plays and whatnot. Davon Reed, will he be the star or will he be the backup? He'll be the primary guy behind MPJ. I haven't projected there right now. 55 games, about 990 of his roughly 1180 minutes at small forward. That's a pretty reasonable ninth, 10th man kind of minutes. Maybe even higher than that. Eighth, ninth, 10th man. Bruce Brown, I currently have at 50 games and 650 of his 1730 minutes at small forward. He's going to play more at shooting guard. I think that's pretty clear. But small forward, in my opinion, because of those three guys specifically, is definitely the position with the most question marks, and you can fill it in a variety of ways. You could go with MPJ. He's the explosive scoring starter, no doubt about it. Going to need a little bit of rest at some points, but he's probably going to play 30 minutes per game more often than not. Davon Reed, steady 3 and D backup option. His value will be tied into whether he can hit his outside shots, whether he can match up with the opposing team's best wing scorers, and whether he can do anything else beyond that, whether it's as a secondary ball handler, a rebounder, getting, uh, making plays on the defensive end, not just guarding. He can do more, but he's going to have to prove it. And then Bruce Brown, six foot four, but a bulldog. He's a guy that if Denver wants to go small, they can, but they're going to need some good guard options behind him. So Bruce Brown minutes at small forward, probably going to include Bones and Jamal on the court. I have KCP as the small forward. Actually, no, I have KCP as the shooting guard in lineups with Bruce Brown at small forward. KCP is slightly bigger than Bruce Brown, but Bruce Brown, I think, just makes more sense with the way that he's he's geared. So in lineups that feature Murray, KCP, and Bruce Brown, Brown will be the three. Now, I also have Aaron Gordon playing 20 games at small forward, about 200 minutes. Whether this is something that actually happens or not, I'm not really sure, but there are some ways that Denver can get to that lineup. The first and easiest way is when MPJ sits, you slide Aaron Gordon to the three and you play Jeff Green in his place. Kind of like what Denver did last year, but they have Murray and KCP in place of Morris and Barton. That's still a really good lineup, and it might actually be better for what the Nuggets are trying to do. But it does put a lot of pressure on Aaron Gordon to space the floor more than I would like on him personally. But he is going to play those lineups. Maybe they play Zeke Naji at the four. Maybe they decide, hey, we're going to start you at the four in some of those games, or maybe he comes in. At like the six-minute mark for Michael Porter Jr., Zeke Naji does. And then Aaron Gordon plays another three to four minutes at the three with Zeke Naji spacing and Gordon in the dunker or, or screening or somewhere close to it. Other lineups, Christian Brown. I have him mostly playing at shooting guard 
Like when he plays there, he's going to get a lot of time. But he's also going to get time at small forward. I have him at 30 games, 240 minutes. That's eight minutes per game. And the stuff at shooting guard is a lot, it's a lot longer stints, but fewer times. He's playing like 25 games, 375 minutes at shooting guard. These stints are going to be much shorter because I can see a lot of times where he plays the first half and Davon Reed plays the second half. Or he plays, uh, he gets a, a smaller stretch here. And then Denver brings back in Michael Porter Jr. and the guys that they like. But I can see him getting some opportunities here. I've been playing about 45 games in total, Christian Brown. He could just as easily outstrip that and play closer to 60, 65. Right now, I also have KCP, 25 games, 150 minutes at small forward. Those are the minutes where Bones and Murray are playing together, or Ish Smith and Bones, or Ish Smith and Murray. Um, There's not a lot of other configurations, which is why this is a low number of minutes, but I do think that KCP is going to get on the floor for some of those Bones and Murray minutes, and this will be a, a staple for the Nuggets when they decide to go small. And then Jack White, Peyton Watson, they get their garbage time. Small forward is very spread out. I have got one, two, three, four, five, six guys getting at least 150 minutes at the position. That's wild. But Denver has some variability behind Michael Porter Jr. He's going to get the most time, but he's not going to get all of it. And Denver has to be able to play different ways behind him if they want to be successful. It's probably their least important position from a functionality standpoint. Aaron Gordon playing the four and Jokic playing the five, that is always going to help Denver be good on both ends of the floor. Murray at the one, always going to help Denver be good. Denver can play other guys in those lineups. They just have Murray at the one, Gordon at the four, Jokic at the five, and then you could play Bruce Brown. KCB, Davon Reed, Christian Brown, Bones Highland, slide Murray to the two. There's a lot of different ways you can play at the three, even if MPJ is not out there. Next, power forward. This one's a little bit shorter. Fewer players to really worry about here. Aaron Gordon, 72 games, 2,160 minutes projected. That's a lot. He's at about 2,400 projected in total. 200 of those come at the three. The vast majority come at the four. And then there's a small minor amount that's coming at the five. Gordon, in this case, I think it's going to be a lot better for him to be at the four. He's never been a three. Playing him at the three is wrong, especially on the offensive end. That's where you really start to struggle. And he's not a good enough defender from an overall impact standpoint to really make up the difference in some of these cases. He's a good defender, but I think Nuggets fans have found out that he's not a great defender. Maybe he makes the improvement. Maybe he figures it out. We're just going to have to see. Jeff Green, 45 games, 810 minutes at power forward. Like I said in the first segment, Jeff Green not playing as much this season. Primary rotation, though, he'll be out there. 
You play a game against the Clippers, he's going to be the backup four. You play a game against the Warriors, he's going to be the backup four. He is smart. He'll be in the right position. And once the playoffs roll around, it would not surprise me if he plays more than anybody else off the bench. Except maybe Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown will probably play more. But Jeff Green, he'll still have a role because the Nuggets love him. They know what he can do. Now, Zeke Naji, Michael Porter Jr., I have them both, I have them each playing a projected 30 games and 360 minutes here. This is where you need a stretch four. Denver doesn't have a traditional stretch four, though Michael Porter Jr. I think qualifies. Zeke Naji qualifies too, though I think he's going to play more at the five. He will definitely benefit, Zeke Naji or Michael Porter, both of them will benefit from playing this stretch four spot. Sometimes Denver isn't going to be great, especially on the defensive end of this in this configuration, but playing next to Jokic or DeAndre Jordan, it's going to benefit the offense a lot. You get that extra spacing. People don't necessarily respect Aaron Gordon or Jeff Green as jump shooters. They have to respect Zeke. They have to respect MPJ. It's important to get somebody out there that you have to. And maybe if you're going for a spacing lineup that doesn't include MPJ, you have Zeke Naji at the four, Jokic at the five, Bones, Murray, and KCP. There's something to be said for that. So you can just run Bones or Murray pick and rolls and DHOs with Jokic, or maybe just post up Jokic and have him pass to cutters and floor spacers. There's a lot to like about that group. MPJ, same thing. I think you'll see that some with the bench too especially in games where Jeff Green doesn't play, maybe in the second half of the year, February, March, April. Michael Porter Jr., once he gets comfortable, I think he's going to play some with that second unit. He'll get Bones, Bruce Brown, one of the wings like a Christian Brown or Davon Reed, MPJ, and then probably Zeke Naji at the five. Next, I have Lacko. 20 games, 200 minutes. Not really sure what to do with Lacko. I just feel like he's probably that 14th man or so. Denver has their other guys that they believe in at those positions. Ish Smith, very clearly the third string point guard. DeAndre Jordan, very clearly the third string center. Maybe he might play a little bit more than that. Christian Brown, you're going to want to play him over some of these other guys. Vlaco, I'm not so sure, but maybe he outplays a Jeff Green or a Zeke Naji or hell. Uh, I actually, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to see about it, but he's a good player to insert into the power forward spot, especially if there's an injury. Farron Gordon goes out, you start Jeff Green, maybe play Vlaco behind him and you're probably fine. And then garbage time, Jack White, Peyton Watson. I mentioned them at the, the power forward or the small forward spot. This is the basically the same thing. And now finally, center. Pretty easy. Pretty self-explanatory. Nikola Jokic, 75 minutes, 2000, or 75 games, 2,550 minutes. That is a career high that I'm projecting. He'll be in his age 27 season. Though Denver probably is not going to need him to play 75 games, I still expect him to. He hasn't, like, knock on wood, he doesn't really get hurt here. 
The injuries that he has had have not been lower body. As long as he stays healthy, there's no reason why you should project him to play any less than 75 games. Then if he plays 2,300 minutes as opposed to 2,500, sorry. I would also be okay if Denver rested him in some of the games at the end of the year after they clinched their franchise record for wins. That would make some sense. Next, at center, Zeke Naji, 60 games, 900 minutes. This is kind of my heater. I've got DeAndre Jordan playing 30 games, 300 minutes. Got Jeff Green playing 20 games, 140 minutes. They're combining for about 450. Zeke Naji's combining for about 900. This is my heater take. I think that Zeke is going to be the backup center. I think they're going to really try it. And maybe it's like maybe Zeke is the four and Jeff is the five, and that's just how they classify. But I do think that Zeke is going to be the guy that they try to feature in those second units because they don't want Jeff playing too many minutes in the regular season. They don't need it. And Zeke, debatably a better player, showed a lot on the defensive end, showed a lot as a, as a floor spacer. He has pretty solid potential. Hasn't been able to show all of it quite yet, but there is a lot to like about a five-out spacing attack where he can roll to the rim a little bit, maybe even starts attacking some closeouts on those pick-and-pops. But I do think that Denver, in all of the pick-and-pops that they ran last year with Faku and Jamichael Green, if you run those same actions with Bones and Zeke Naji, why wouldn't it be better? Denver should be more dynamic in those situations. They couldn't defend with those lineups anyway. So why not try this, where you've got better offensive players, and you use your 40% three-point shooter as your floor spacing five. Get him some opportunities. If he gets six pick-and-pop threes in a game and hits three of them, that could be the difference between a win and a loss right there in the minutes that Jokic doesn't play. Denver has a lot of opportunities here. And one of the things that Michael Mullen spoke about is that he wanted a more switchable athletic second unit, or at least that's something that the Nuggets were thinking about. When they signed DeAndre Jordan, that didn't really line up. So I think that the plan is still to go small. It's still to play smaller. You're going to want either Jeff Green or Zeke Naji at the five. I think that Zeke makes more sense. He's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit stronger. Jordan will get some time there for different situations, but if they want that versatile switchable five, Zeke Naji is the ticket to that. That's how you play those lineups in those situations is you feature Zeke Naji and make sure he's good to go in a playoff situation. Jeff will also play some small ball five. DeAndre Jordan, as I mentioned, he'll get some action in different situations, but he won't be a part of the primary rotation, in my opinion. Aaron Gordon, Vlaco Chanchar, they'll also get some brief stints at the five, and I do think that Denver should consider experimenting a bit with Aaron Gordon at the five. They're going to have some important postseason lineups when Joker's resting. If they don't trust Zeke Naji or Jeff Green in those situations, Aaron Gordon might make some sense. I can definitely see the Nuggets running a Murray, Bruce Brown, KCP, MPJ, Aaron Gordon lineup. Everybody's 6'8 or so. 
or not everybody, but like the bigs are six eight. In Gordon's case, six ten. In MPJ's case, and you're still spacing the court. But Aaron Gordon's your role man. You could play offense like that, but you don't necessarily have to do too much. And you could just switch on the defensive end and be probably fine. So, biggest pivot points for Denver in the front court. How much does MPJ play? Does he play more? Like he's going to play more at the three, obviously, because Gordon's at the four. But does he play some at the four? And what does it look like? Number two, who's the backup three? Is it Davon Reed? Is it Christian Brown? Does Jeff Green kind of or Aaron Gordon slide in there in some situations? Maybe Jack White, Lacko Chanchar? Who knows? Number three, does Zeke Naji lock in a rotation spot? I think that's a big pivot point because if he doesn't, then Denver's probably running a Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan second unit. And that's not good enough. It just won't be. So we will see. We will see how this goes. But if you want a more detailed look at this rotation, spent a lot of time talking about it here. But if you want to look at a visual, I've got some good visuals on milehighsports.com. Make sure to go check those out. Also, make sure to go check out the Jamal Murray article that is dropping on Wednesday morning. Spent a lot of time on that. Should be fun. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. That'll do it for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'll be back on Friday. Don't remember what I have planned. I do think I'm probably going to get to those divisional previews. Wanted to talk about the rotation as opposed to talking about other teams for two straight podcasts. But we'll get back to that at some point. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys very soon.